0: I'm down, bro. wrong order but I still did it baby welcome to another edition of the Thursday Night Throwdown (sighs) presented to you by the Sideline Junkies it's me it's me it's the big guy KG sitting in with the incomparable Midnight Rider how you doing tonight? I'm good sir how are you? Uh, I'm well I'm well Uh, no complaints from me Um, I think I complained enough on the last show Uh, you kinda did (sighs) I'm not gonna go in too hard on 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 anything now. So I don't think that's true, buddy. I've done this show with you and there's a topic coming up. I don't know how soon we get to it. Um yeah, I think you're gonna have some fun and yeah, you might it may not be KG beef worthy, but yeah, you're gonna have some hard feelings. I already know it. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the storm. Well, we're we going to call this a block NBA news because of, you know, what's transpired and what has transpired is James Harden opts into his uh, $36 million player option to stay in Philly. He's not staying. No, but he they're looking for a trade partner. And for, I said, you know, go ahead and put your money on uh, Houston, baby. The strip clubs miss them. I don't know, man. There's been talk. Um, according to my sources, I'm gonna say it like Christmas. All my sources now nah, I don't have any sources. Um, but I've been hearing the um Clippers, so that's that's gonna be interesting. Maybe it. that's a maybe that's a harden for um Peppermint Pea, and we can get that going. Peppermint Pea, <laughs> oh, Peppermint pay, you hear that? <laughs> well. Uh, the, the the moving and the shaking will be done what you say tomorrow at 6 p.m I think it's 6 pm tomorrow worst case scenario it's um Saturday during the day sometime there's always the fourth of July weekend I get the NBA credit for that and then they the only thing I don't like that they do and we didn't talk about this after the draft was I just hate the fact that these kids go up there with one hat on and then they're traded and instead of just having them in the hat that they belong in like They got to wait till the deal is finalized. And that's not until July 5th. That's the only wrinkle I'd ever want them to switch. But I get it because the Wizards took advantage of that. The Wizards took advantage of that window where the league year doesn't start until July 5th. That's why the Bradley Bill trade had to happen when it did. Because this new CBA doesn't allow you to have all those pieces in the trade um, going forward. Like it minimizes which you can get back in terms of the number of people, number of picks. So that's why it was also important for Bill to be moved and the to be finalized then instead of waiting until after the league, league year starts. Now, back to Harden. The beauty of Harden's deal is he did what he's supposed to do. If somebody's going to pay you $36 million, you say yes. And then they tell you they don't want you around, say, okay. You still got to give me $36 million. But so you pull Ben Simmons. Hey, Ben Simmons, uh Kirk Cousins, uh, whatever you name the athlete, the athlete that played the system the right way. That's what I call these guys. That's why Porzingis did his. Poor Zingas wasn't sure about getting 30 million on the free market, so why not get the 30 million and then get the movement to somewhere else where maybe I can play for a title? Maybe I can just go somewhere and be the man and just earn my 36 million and put my feet up. It's the beauty of the system, man. I get it. Uh, My thing is Gilbert Arena said something, and I believe the boss BJ sent it in our group chat, and I believe it's absolutely true. In our lifetime, we'll never see the process to fruition because the process has failed. That's that's true and not true. Okay. Um, I think the process has chewed up and spit out some draft picks. And we're talking about guys like Michael, Michael Carter Williams. Um, what's the kid from Duke? The big fella they drafted, like number three overall, um, Jaleel. You, yeah, there you go. See, that's why I keep you around, man. Because you, you keep you on my toes, man. You got me, man. Um, but nah, just guys like that. That part of the process hasn't worked, but they've been they won fifty games. So th- I mean, if I put that situation here in Washington, I think the process may have failed. But I think the Washington Wizards fans, if they had four 50-win seasons and a couple trips to the playoffs where they played meaningful games late, almost getting to the finals, I think fans here would take that. If the next five to six years played out that way, I think they they would be accepting of it. Now, at the at the end of the six, they'll be complaining because you haven't won a title. But let's get to that part. Like, let's experience that part of the process. So, um, I think it's failed, and I think it's – I, I literally would give it a C. I think it's done both. And the same thing with Boston. I mean, think about the number of picks Boston got back for um, Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. And that deal to Brooklyn. They had Brooklyn's pick for like every other year. And they just and then Brooklyn failed out and fizzled out. And then there you go. You're drafting Taylor. You're drafting Brown. You're drafting Terrence Williams. You're drafting Garrett Williams or whatever his name is, Williams. The short 12, number one, number 12. Hey, never mind. I was getting ready to say something that had nothing to do with that about him. I just body him in the paint just a little while ago on a switch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but nah, that's just the thing. Like, um, I think these processes take place and it's a gamble. You know, it was a reason why teams like maybe the nationals have done it and it worked. And maybe a team like the Royals or a team like the Oakland A's, they it hasn't worked for them. So the process, these processes take – it's a hit or miss. You're dealing with draft picks. And they, draft picks, in the words of the great Forrest Gump, are like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. I'm sorry, I don't remember ever dro- dropping my Forrest Gump on them, so I, I had to put hey, that in today. Not a problem. Not, <laughs> not a problem. problem. Uh, as usual, of course, we're going to be keeping our eye on it. I, I seen somebody say something about Detroit. Die hard Detroit fan, but I'd be like, dude, you're delusional. You think Detroit win a championship with those young boys already? You're not thinking right. Now they 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 need a vet bad. They need a I don't know if he's still there, but they need a Grant. They need a guy like Grant for sure. So the NFL, we're gonna switch over to the NFL real quick, and the NFL the. Frickin' NFL has suspended four players, three indefinitely, one for six games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indianapolis Colts players, Isaiah Rogers, and I'm reading this off of ESPN. Isaiah Rogers, Rashad Barry of the Indianapolis Colts, and free agent Demetrius Taylor were suspended indefinitely, at least through the 2023 season. Uh, Nicholas Petit Fare was suspended. Broke on your friend, man. My French is rusty as hell. I ain't took French in, in, in 25 years, man. I, don't, I only speak French when I'm trying to be romantic and she ain't out here right now for me to be romantic. so. Uh, yeah, that's that's good. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> but that's the Tennessee Titans offensive tackle. Uh, six games for betting on other sports at the workplace. Uh, they announced these suspensions last night. Here's the thing. Say it again. Just like with alcohol marijuana you gotta say the same thing with betting you can't keep suspending these guys for placing parlay bets. now one of the uh one of the um coach players did bet on a running back getting uh hundred yards in the game bet a thousand bucks on him to go over a hundred yards in the game yeah I think they've even been on parlay now here's here's the crazy part I believe he could have been suspended on that if you had if you get if you get the chance to bet on something that you're involved in, and you do it, I think you should. You, you know, you should be suspended. Yes, okay. but now if I'm betting on, if I'm in DC, and I'm betting on a game on the West Coast at four o'clock, I'm home. You know, I play my one o'clock game. By four o'clock, I'm home. I'm settling in for the four. or oh, I didn't bet for the eight o'clock or a Monday night game. You know, I put in a a, a, a nine leg parlay, a ten leg parlay. For something to happen in the four o'clock and eight o'clock games. I shouldn't be suspended for that. If Whether I mean, it, Huh? Where'd you make the bet at? Uh well for, You made it from your house, you're fine. The issue okay, is the, for the term, if I live in if if I live in Virginia, I gotta cross over to Merlin. I did it in Merlin. The stadium's in Merlin. Okay. But are you the kick the key word or the key part of this, I think. And maybe the NFL didn't do a good job of rolling this out. Is the fact that you gotta be—you can bet, but um, it can't be facility related. It's like you're trying to take. Think about this, guys. I mean, and I know I'm about to go a little bit off tangent here, but the—you remember the whole thing last season with the NFL script? Yeah. And how that court legs and people kind of fed it, um, Arian Foster. Fed it a little bit, just as a, being a jerk and being funny, but just think if these guys can bet in their facilities, what these accusations are going to be, what these situations are going to be. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're putting yourself in harm's way by by doing it this way. I think the one thing they should have done is they should have had a better, clearer um, layout of what you can and can't do because it shouldn't be year two and we're having another discussion, and that discussion should actually technically be. If I'm running the league or I'm running the Players Association and whatever our weekly letter is, whatever we send out to the players, I'm putting that information in there. So my guys can't say, I don't know. Right. If I send, the, if I send an email, the first part of that email is going to be the gambling rules, your do's and don'ts. And then it's back to like whatever our agenda is um, or what we want at, in the collective bargaining agreement or what we're working on next. And the boss BJ says uh, betting is betting. Yes, it is but if betting is legal everywhere else now i see the whole thing how do they know that they're betting from team facilities and what's, what's the boundary of team facilities can i can i be in a parking lot and bet and not bet in the building can i what not be it? on the sidewalk but i'm standing in the street like you know all these all these gambling sites have to have geolocators so they know where the better place for them okay and right now somebody that's like oh that guy, Ben Conti, likes to bet on 395 coming, coming from Virginia. Or well, he likes to bet at work. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully I don't get suspended from work. But I don't think I do anything involved with sports league, So I think it's okay for me to gamble at work. <laughs> and the boss, BJ, chimes in. He says, uh, if you want to bet, don't play in the league. Clarification. Clarification, play in your own league. Don't play in your own league, and I get that. You know, if you play football, if you're in the NFL, bet on MLB. You ain't MLB, bet on NBA. You know, I get that. But if there's money, and I, the thing is, you got these guys that bet. I, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't agree with betting on your own team because you can control the outcome of that, and you know that I, I get that, I get that all, all day long. Oh, you can't bet on team property. What's considered team property? Am I it, it, like I said, can I be in the street <laughs> and bet? Because I live in Virginia. I gotta bet in Maryland. So do I have to leave the gates to bet? Like oh, what do man, I have? you don't have to no no? Hold on, hold on. Gambling's legal in Virginia. I gamble there all the time. So you just <laughs> use so when you open up your FanDuel account, you hit Virginia because that's where you are. And then you go ahead and make your bets. Or if you're in Maryland, you hit Maryland. But the the kicker I think it is, honestly, I think it's if you're on the highway, leaving practice, and you're like making right into Ash Ashburn One or whatever that place is out there, I think you're okay. I think if you're turning into the gates of the facility, ah, I wouldn't push that one. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hit sin on that bet. Now I'm 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 gonna throw a curveball. Okay. I'm gonna throw a curveball, but first hold on. B.J. says, "Uh, can't work for someone and complain about their rules." That's true that Pretty is true. true uh what's stopping them from working together and splitting a profit I guess that would be called collusion here we go guess that's, that's that that's that would be collusion collusion can we say collusion you want to say collusion buddy uh man um here, here's my thing now this is the the curveball. What if the bet was made? Not on your own team, not against your team, nothing. It's a bet that's made, and you hit all legs of that parlor and you won a couple hundred thousand dollars. And it it was it was, you know, something small, something minuscule. But you didn't have no insider information, but you 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 made the bet before you came in the gate. At at Redskins Park. Okay, but it's like you're sitting, you're waiting in line to go through the gates. But you know, geo tracking is not 100 percent accurate. Let me tell you that because I use GPS and geo tracking every day, and that shit still don't get it right. I still got to go back and fix shit because I didn't get it right. So, but now this this thing says, "Oh, well, he placed the bet inside the gate." When you say, "Oh, no, I did not. I placed the bet on the outside of the gate because I hadn't made it through the gate yet." That's that's KG. Now you now you you're going too far into the weeds. Where, and I'm not a I'm not a member of um, the players union, so I can't answer that question exactly for you. But I would guess that he would have to. I mean, they know what time you punched in. I mean, think about it, everything at the facility is probably a there's a card there. You probably mm-hmm. have to put your card on it. Put your card in the end the building. So you're time stamped the whole way. So. They know when you enter the gates. They know when you enter the um, facility. So I think there will be some discretion if you're pulling into the gates and you make the bet. But that's probably something that we would probably have to get more DeMaurice Smith on and have him explain to us. Yeah, we get him on to explain it to us. I mean, I know we're going to get an answer. But, but I got other questions for him about other stuff. So I want to well, know. You only, got, you only have until the end of the season because in 2024 – I think the guy's name is Lloyd Howell. Takes over as um, the president, the person, the head of the players' association. Uh, pardon me while I go full broadcast, boys. Who? <laughs> yeah, Lo- Lloyd Howe is a guy's name. I'm guessing he's been an assistant or the, the right hand man for um, for Smith the whole time. I so mean, if you want. So, yeah, he's retiring at the end of the season. Wow. I don't know if it's a thing where his term is up or what. I didn't think they had terms because Gene Upshaw was the head of the Players Association from the 80s up until right before he passed. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, again, he may – I mean, that job is very demanding. So, you probably after about five or 10, 10 years or 15 years, whatever he had it for, probably get a little burnt out. Yeah, Well, yeah, dealing with uh Roger Goodell, shit. Goodell, oh, well, we're going to have an independent counsel on this, that, and the third. And, you know, they'll review ca- uh, cases and hold, hand out suspensions. But well, guess what? Roger Goodell is the independent counsel that hands out suspensions. So he'll he'll suspend you, listen to it as an appeal, and then suspend you again. It makes no sense. But Hey, I that's what they voted on. I, yeah, and I will say this. We didn't have these type problems under Paul Tagliabue. That's all I'm going to say. Ah, you we didn't, didn't have a work stoppage. We had... oh, ho, oh, ho. Oh, oh. Let's think about what was said during that time. They said that if you went to Rogers Goodell's office, I mean, um, Paul Tagliabue's office and looked under his desk, you saw a chain, a leash, and a bowl with Gene Upshaw's name on it. So... There was, some, there was some pushback from people saying that Gene Upshaw was a pushover and kind of gave up, gave up some things just because his relationship with Tagliabue. So sometimes I think you've got to be the person that puts up the fight. Um, I still think D has missed the ball in a lot of places, um, especially the schedule thing, um, some of this being able to move a game um, late in the season. So I think he's missed in some places, but still um, he's put up a fight just because um the players have gotten more money out of this. I mean, you gotta it's a it's a love-hate relationship. I, I, I'll say this about Gene Upshaw, the late great Gene Upshaw. Uh number one, one of the greatest old linemen that ever played the game. Uh number two, don't ever act like the man didn't have a size, a, a grapefruit size pair of nuts because he initiated the strike in 82. He initiated the strike in 87. That's all Roselle. So we're not gonna give, you know. I'm not so 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 I'm not saying that Gene Upshaw didn't do anything. What I'm saying is they felt like he catered to Taglybu on a lot of situations and he didn't always look out for the players. I mean, yeah. you talking about what he talking about the striking in 83, 82, and then 87. Well, let's talk about the concussions. Why is it all of a sudden now concussions is a thing? Would he let slide under the rug? So like we gotta, I'm not. Whenever I say certain things, it's that's what they said about that relationship. And, I'm not downgrading Gene. I'm just saying you know, if you was, talk about there was, a, it. There, was a, there was a there was a thought process of those around the situation that felt like Gene just was was giving in. And the balls, BJ. Gene Upshaw was mid at best. I don't know in what capacity you mean that in, but please don't go there with me. Please don't start with me. <laughs> hmm. I'm not going to go there with you. Not going to go there. I, I, I want to give him a chance to respond, but I want to move on. <laughs> he, he, he know what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Gene Upshaw, mid at best, man. If you don't <laughs> chill out with that bullshit. What's what's the line in The Usual Suspects? Um Are you trying to get a rise out of me, Agent Kuyang? Cool <laughs> I think that's what he's trying to do. But, you know, for a dude to be 200... Uh, at, whoa. Whoa. I knew Did it. You I knew he was going to go there. I knew it. la, la, la. la. Three-time, no, 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 no. Champion. Mm-hmm. three-time champion get them uh all pro 70 74 and 77 second team all pro get 71 em. 73 get him. six-time pro bowler get them uh all decade team in the 70 75th anniversary team 100th anniversary team all afl uh afl all-star most consecutive starts to begin a career, including playoffs, 231 starts. But you not top 10 in this position. Are you serious? Mm. Mm. Name me nine better guards. Mm. Mm. Name me nine better guards than one Eugene Upshaw. All time. I'll wait. My um. man Keith chimes in. Funny you talk about those strike years. Notice how those are the only years Wash could ever win a title. The asterisk years, minus 91. You always bring that up. Five-time world champions, Keith. See that? Five-time. 37, 42, 82, 87, and 91. Five-time world champions. Always. Always got to bring up them years. Ah, Sometimes you got to pick your battles. You got so, you so to your battles. So it, does that make the Spurs... Championships during the strike years oh, make- no I think- no nobody said anybody that says that they say well no the Spurs made up for because they came back and they won another title in 03. Oh okay. Just curious. So that makes up for but the, the 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 Lakers winning in 20 because they haven't won another one, you know. That's a Mickey Mouse ring. I take Tony Baselli. Tony Baselli's a tackle. How are you gonna take Tony Baselli up? On- We're not doing this. We're not doing this tonight. Come on, man. Stay focused, man. Stay focused. We're not doing this. Come on. Woosa. 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 Spurs 99 championship. Hey, it still count. It still, you cannot discount those years. You had to crown a champion. I'd rather play him at guard. You know, I'm not going there with you tonight. I'm not. We're not doing this. Um, Perfect game was pitched last night by come on pronounce it for me so I don't mess it up. It's not Domingo Herman. Herman. Yeah. Now I said it right earlier, but of course, I couldn't get it right just now. He's uh from Dominican Republic. He plays for the Bronx Bombers. Another perfect game that goes down in our books. Uh 27 up, 27 down. Uh, your thoughts as a baseball fan there? Eh? Um the gambler in me was a little pissed because his last two appearances, he gave up eight runs um in the last two games. So there's no way I'm expecting this dude to um to pitch a no hitter, let alone like not give up more than seven runs. So I'm hitting the over. Thinking I got easy money. Doesn't work out that way. The baseball fan i love seeing things like this because if you pay attention in baseball it shows you the dynamics of being a baseball being an everyday sport and there's a lot of guys that you would never think of having perfect games and no hitters um and you look at the rest of their careers and you're like you know it was nothing they weren't that good they were but they have this no hitter and then you got some great pictures that haven't smelt a no-hitter. So it's it's always amazed me at just how um, that happens and how that comes about. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing feat. And and, I, and I, I'm happy for the kid. I love it for baseball because it's, you know, everybody's talking about the pitch clock and the pitch clock this and the pitch clock that. Um, and I'm tired of listening to the purists talk about it. Uh, this game, which was last night, Eleven zero 0 win against the Oakland, Oakland Athletics for my Yankees. Uh, this is the fourth perfect game in Yankees history after Don Larson, David Wells, and David Cohn. The last two I witnessed uh, myself. It is is the first perfect game in Major League Baseball since August fifteenth, 2012. Who was the pitcher? Say that one more time. First, it, this is the first perfect game in Major League Baseball since August fifteenth, 2012. Who pitched the last perfect game? Give me a team. Uh, the team. Seattle. Probably some guy like Rick Hauser. Who? Felix Hernandez. Ah, that's right. I forgot Big Fee got, yeah, okay. So, uh. I was going cool. off the main pitches and thinking it was somebody from the land of irrelevancy. And, of course, the, the boss BJ say another bot. Brought piece of history for the Yanks. How Nah, I think he actually came up with their system. I don't think y'all got him. I don't think he's a mercenary. Congratulations to him. Of course, congratulations to my Yankees. Uh, you gotta have something to hang your hat on. And this is something that we can hang our hat on. So I'm I'm real thankful for that. What position are y'all in the division? Oh y'all like, god. I don't 30th? even know. Because so I know the Orioles are like second. I know the Rays are first. So if they're in first and the other teams in second, that means you guys aren't in first and you guys aren't in second. Okay. I know how that works. You done? Oh, I'm just, I'm just saying. We're in third. We're 45 and 36 right now. Nine and, okay. and a half games back of the Rays. There's like this amazing map um where it talks about. Like, they take the Mississippi River, run it down the middle, and, like, the west side of the map is under 500. And, like, the east coast is something like 40 games or 50 games over 500 based on the teams in those areas. So, like, if you notice the AL Central, nobody's over 500. I don't think the NL Central has anybody over 500. So, it's it's kind of showing you where the power lies. Get it? Uh, hold on. Think I'm trying to find it. uh active payroll. Okay, because the boss BJ he 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 find, he said they bought the system. He finds this uh absolutely funny. Then he says uh not first or second. What's their payroll? Our payroll is actually two hundred seventy nine million. Oh no, that's adjusted. 285 million four hundred and six thousand three hundred and eight. That's mm. our payroll. Mm. But a lot of long-term contracts uh wrapped up and then uh you know things like that, and uh everything else is uh tied up in clothes and and jewelry. Okay. And let, let me show you. This is what the boss BJ's on tonight. We were talking about Gene Upshaw last segment. He says, "Give me Derek Dockery." Are you serious? This is what he's on. He, I'm being attacked, folks. I'm being attacked. And then he comes. Damn! In his Kevin Hart voice. Okay, it's okay. It's all right. We always make a late push anyway. Wait till after the All Star break. Then talk to me. So, sticking with the the uh, (laughs) MLB, here's a good one. This is from the the mind of the Midnight Rider. I think this is a mostly MLB show. So you have four at-bats. You get to pick four walk-up songs. What are they? And they can be any song you want. So so, so the way we're going to do this is we're going to alternate. So first at-bat, I go first. You go second. Second at-bat, you tell, say yours. I say mine. We're going to go through like that till we get to the four, at- four at-bats. Okay. All right. So let's start at bat number one. First AB. First AB. I'm hitting first. Yeah, you're All hitting first. Bro. So first AB. I'm starting off with in the air tonight. Phil Collins. Ooh. Easily, we starting off with that. Okay. I, I'm 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 a little bit different because my first at bat I want to be in a in a mood. So to set my mood we can hit by uh Mike will made it and Crying out. okay so, so now you let's go to the second about oh let's see what we got here let's see what we got we got comment right. hold on one second i got to grab some okay bomb first what you mean there brother what you mean bomb first i wish we could play these songs like snippets of these songs as we doing them for the uh for your ABs but Ah, it is right. what it is. Sorry, I had to grab my notes. Had it, it, you know that. Because otherwise, I'd have drifted off t- off tangent. <laughs> this is this is specifically these four of these are just for today. All right, so you're second at bat. All right, hold on, let me. Oh, let's see hand. if anybody got anything. None yet, but we can always right. go back. Second and bat. Damn, I, I you know what I, I don't I the order is always it gets me because it depends on if Man, just play a song, man. Play the song. It it don't work like that because you gotta you gotta be in a in a mood. So Well break out your lavender and um you know what I'm saying, light your incense or whatever, and let's go, man. I'm gonna go with I can't get enough. By Benny Blanco and Selena Gomez. Okay. My second at-bat, we're going with Black Rob Woe. Mm, I like that. We're going to take the house down with that. The boss BJ say Machiavelli. There we go. Oh, Bond first, Machiavelli. Okay, okay, okay. What What about your second at-bat did B? We'll get him that second at-bat. But see, I, I, my tone changes after that after that second ab and it start getting especially if it's a afternoon game and it start getting dark Ooh, you went for that with three and four all right that works i mean but for me cuz i'm 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 going to be hyped so this pop on rate this probably is more a recency effect like this was my music today at work but it's uptown vibes by meek mill your choice. I'm not. A, I I cannot get into Meek Mill no matter how hard I try. The Championship album is the only album that is in my in my playlist, and that song right there. It, yeah, man, that just it it thumps. I, I the thing with Meek Mill, good artist, good flows. I just don't like his voice. I'm being honest. It's all good. And the boss BJ said for his second at bat, what we do by freeway Jay Z and Beanie Siegel, but he just wanted the Beanie Siegel verse. That's tough. That's tough. It's gangster. All right. For third AB, I got to go with Avenge Sevenfold. Hail to the king. Okay. So, yo, you I, are. I, I, you know, I'm all you, over the place. The place. Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, I'm all over the place. All right, final A-B. Hopefully bottom of the ninth. Uh, one runner on. It's You down 6-5. You can either hit a home run and bring them home and win the game, or you can at least tie it. Did BJ go with his third? Oh, his third is Big L the heist. Oh, he went oh. big. Oh, my God. Mm. Oh, I can dig it. Man. You're at first. You're hitting first. Oh, I'm first. I, I'm waiting yeah. like, on oh, you. I'm first. Yeah, this is the fourth. We alternated. Now, this is going to sound real crazy. But in my dream scenario, I'm playing for the Yankees. So my fourth Shock. advantage. Yeah, of Shock course. It. That's who I play with on MLB. I'm shocked. And here's the thing. I'm I'm, I'm their, first, their rookie first. Well, not rookie. But I'm their young first baseman. Work my way up through the system. I ain't even playing first baseman. Probably playing right field. No, I'm dh OK. They bring me in the DH. And, and then they signed another. They gave me $18 million to sign somebody else. I'm like, what are y'all doing? Like, are y'all going to let me play or what? Ask for a trade, that's what I know. No, 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 no. Because last time, last time I asked for a trade, they sent me to Miami, and I was like, Oh my god, I don't want to play here. What Miami was nice, you got the, you got the big outfield, just hit it to the gaps, man. Right center, right center, um, right and left center field should be your alleyway. Nah, I like Yankee Stadium, I'm like Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig, man. That short porch out there in right, I'm good, but uh, and BJ, hold on. His fourth at bat, big timers, big ball. Wow! Number one, that brings back a lot of memories. Number two, that fits. Uh, But in my scenario, if I could go by Angie Martinez, Sicario, featuring Lil Mo. Okay. So my fourth AB. See, this is the funny part about this list. This is why I had to write it down. Because actually now there was a full fat bat and a song written here, but because of the conversation, I'm gonna go with my fourth at bat. The song was a little song by one of the greatest groups of hip hop called Outcast and his bombs over Baghdad. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's okay to the night with. Okay. That's what in the night with. Okay, I'm gonna throw one out there to you. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna softball pitch this one. It's extra innings. You get a fit that bat. Oh, uh, Then I'm going to go with the original, what I had for, before that, which is my fav- one of my favorite rappers, Red Man, uh, Whatever Man. <laughs> well, even though, and, and BJ said, blow the speakers out when you play it. Of course, yeah. big, you can't listen to Big Ball and in the, in the, in the volume's down low. I give you that. That's You can't listen to Bombs Over Baghdad if the volume's down low. But if I had to choose... I would stick close to my roots, my fifth, my fifth at bat, and immediately they would have to play Chuck Byrne. Okay. Yeah, and I mean you got to, like my my walk up is gonna be slow as hell. Like well, I think I, only. I think your walk up is only forty seconds, bro. Well, then you gonna have to give I mean, me. You gonna have to give me Woody Woodpecker. Okay. Duh-duh-duh-duh-duh. What I say? No, don't stop me on that. <laughs> I want to get on that man. Just don't, 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 don't. Yeah, man. Feel like a brand new groove, man. I'm hitting something out of the park, man. And BJ say honorable mention, uh Brooklyn Zoo. Oh mm. Od <laughs> man, you're just in an aggressive mood But that's funny because that's what I I was doing the um, joint right before we started. Just an aggressive move. Just a gross. 36 Chambers, baby. Just aggressive. Y'all just aggressive. All right. Now, we've flown through this show, and we're going to stick with the MLB. Now, we got a question from the mailbag. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, because your question from the mailbag might be a question that, something that I was about to say. So go ahead. Okay. No, no, it's a it's a question from a mailbag, and it's from somebody very close to us. Um, It's from me. Okay, oh I know that guy. I know him. I know him. Yeah, yeah, good guy. Good guy. I was thinking last night, and I said I was gonna ask you this, but I wasn't gonna ask you. I wasn't gonna text to you last night. I was gonna ask you. Okay, Shohei Otani. How is it that he can pitch and hit in the same game? Well, M O B and it's all its um infinite wisdom decided that they would change the DH rule just for him so he could pitch and hit. Um, so it's called, I think it's called the Otani rule, actually, um, because otherwise he would have to, plus that's the other reason why they went for the universal DH. Is so when he put pitches in other parks or places, you know, he's still hitting as a DH. Um, and then when he gets taken out of a game, he doesn't have to come out of the, the nine spot as a hitter. So I think it's one of those few things that MLB was progressive enough to think about um, because this guy is... He's he's the future. I mean, you're you're we're we're watching a guy to do something that I don't think any other baseball player has has dreamed of. Um, they're trying to pump up this kid down in Florida. Um, kid called I think it's Jack's. I can't think of Jack's last name, but they call him Jack Taney. He's a lefty. Um, he he can throw it, but he threw up all over himself. Um, the other night against LSU, um, in the College World Series, he just couldn't he just couldn't get the ball over the plate everything kept running um arm side so he was always to the left um to the left so it was just weird watching that game that's actually a good great game and that's actually why I thought you were having this um conversation go so that's kind of what it is it's a, it's a rule they made cuz beforehand they used to be you if you DH'd um or they took you out of the game the pitcher couldn't stay in the game and hit but because of Otani and seeing uh what they have in place i mean yeah, and you're going to start seeing because there's a kid that um, he's either at Mississippi Tech State or Texas A&M. It's a brother. Um, lefty, he throws it 96. He turns and throws it righty at 98. Um, so, I mean, that's going to be interesting watching that whole thing and watching how the rules play off of that because I think you have to declare what hand you're throwing with before the at-bat, but I, I don't think you can switch mid-at-bat. So I got I to gotta learn those rules part of it, but I mean, yeah, the kid's going to be – he's going to be all right. We're going to be talking about him in two years probably. I don't know what I was watching. I think it was a TV show. And dude came up – he was a switch hitter. So he came up to, to bat. He came up as a righty. hmm Pitching lefty. So the pitcher started pitching righty. So he mm-hmm. switched over to the left, and the pitcher switched back again. And they just kept switching back with each other. And I was like, yeah, that's going to be a scene. When you come up with a switch hitter, no matter what hand you pitch with, He's just going to go to the other side. But, you know, the funny thing about it, some of these guys have um what they call opposite – um it's not opposite reaction. It's um, opposite – I'm not thinking about the word. But it's, like, basically they hit opposite of what the rule is. So, like, if you bring up – if you pitch in a lefty, somebody will load up they line up with righties. But this guy, being a lefty, he hits lefties better than he hits righties. So he's got an opposite um, variance. Um In his um, in his average or whatever, so that's the that's the funky thing with that. So sometimes it's better for some guys to stay left, mm. even though you throw left. Now here's something that I I, I noticed in MLB. We've noticed the game is is progressing. The game is changing, but you I, somebody threw a knuckleball earlier this week, and I was like, man, I ain't seen a knuckleball in a while. What's going on, B? My uh- man Brian. My that's other brother, doing, man. Right? yeah. All right, that's that's the other brother. You gotta get us wedding photos or something, man. Yeah, cause we, look, put it on Zoom so we can show up, man. I, I look, I got a, I got a tux from the waist from the, uh from the the waist up. I got one of those, so I can sit on Zoom all day long. Oh, BJ talking shit. Chuck Brown equal oh five oh and five for the night. That's for you, brother. That's for you, cause you don't let the the the, the, the go go get into your veins, man. You don't let the go go get into your veins, so uh, but what was I saying? I'm saying something, I had, I had somewhere to go. I had somewhere to oh, go. You're talking about the guy switching and flip flop in, okay? Right. Yeah, now here's the thing nobody throws knuckleballs anymore. I seen a knuckleball earlier this week, but we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. We talked about kids starting out too soon, uh especially pitches, you got 12-year-olds throwing 95 miles an hour. And we talked about that. Somebody did a study, and they showed the torque that it takes a pitcher on their arm to throw a sinker. Do you think, in your infinite wisdom, do you think it would be better to start these youngsters off with the knuckleball, the slow curve, the change-up stuff? Is it so it doesn't put so much pressure on the arm and the tendons? So I grew up, Um, I was a righty and a lefty for a little while, then stuck with own lefty. But my uncle was the person that kind of taught me a lot of pitch and stuff. And he wouldn't, he had a rule. He was like, you can't, don't even worry about getting the grip. Don't even worry about trying to throw a curve. You can't throw a curve until... You're 13 or 14 because your arms just not going to be mature enough and you're going to tear your arm up. Then then he taught me how to throw like a a, a dip. So it, it, it's a sinker, but it's not a sinker. But it drops off the plate and you don't talk your arm like you would some of these other pitches. And he taught me that. He taught me a fastball. And that's all I could use in his presence. Now, of course, that didn't mean that when I got around other people, I didn't try to throw a curve. But, yeah, I wasn't taught a curve until 13 or 14. Hmm. And I, I think, in my opinion, I think that, that that's the way it's supposed to be because I remember they used to always tell us you shouldn't lift weights before a certain age because if you lift right. weights, it's it your growth and all of that good stuff. But I think that's the same thing with the pitching. So uh, last but not least, the Nationals MLB draft pick. What we going to do with that which y'all going to do what they going to do so so the reason i brought this up because last week and i spent all weekend watching lsu in florida um the top three players in this draft are in was in that series um they got a kid i think his name white Langford that the pace for florida he had six home runs in like the last three games of the um of the playoffs um This kid, Dylan Cruz, is the truth. He's a center fielder. He's reached base in 75 games. They played 75 games this year, so he reached base in every game. Um, He's going to be a guy that at the latest um, 2025, he'll be up. At the earliest, he'll be up late 2024. Um, He's got all the stuff. He's got the makeup. You throw him in center field, like, like right now, Rizzo and what's transpired and with the luck in some of the guys he's picked up, they're going to have a glut in the outfielders that they can use to get um, other players, and most likely those are going to have to be infielders because their pitching staff is going to be um, great. And if for some reason um, Dylan Cruz is not there, and Pittsburgh takes him with the first pick, or well, the second pick is his teammate Paul Skeens, this kid threw 100 pitches the other night, the 46 of them were over 100 miles per hour. So you get him, a guy like that, he's going to be, he, he'll get drafted. They'll probably sit him the rest of the year and then let him start next year in spring training because he needs to rest up because LSU probably probably overuse him during this little run. So save his arm by what, June or July. Um, guess who's we be debuting at NASS2 Park? And after Strawsmiths, we'll have Skeensmith or whatever you want to call it. And 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 at that point, they'll have Skeens. They'll have McKenzie Gore. That's a hell of a one-two. Um, and then you will have Josiah Gray and then maybe Kay Cavalli, maybe Jackson Rutledge. Like this this thing could jump another gap. They could jump in what they're expected to do in this short period of time. This rebuild may only take two years where they'll be fighting for the, the last wildcard spot next year as opposed to being on the outside looking in. So it can get real interesting. This draft right here is – and it's all going to cater on Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is going to dictate what we do because they pick one, we pick two. And the other motivation for them to be um, good is the new rule for the MLB draft. You, if you're in the top five, you can't pick in the top five the next year. Mm-hmm. So if this team is bad, next year they got to – their earliest pick is going to be six. So that's another thing you got to think about. Well, you know how to rectify that? When baby, well no, you go, you you call up Bo Jackson, say, "Look, need some DNA. I need an outfielder with a cannon for an arm." You go clone you one. Now you can't say Bo Jackson wasn't an awesome outfielder. The dude wasn't human. He threw a dude out flat footed from the almost the wall. Right. I'm, I'm going. I'm going to find you know Bo's grandkids or something because I know he got grandkids by now. But I'm going to find something. So, but I mean this this game is there's so many guys and kids out here that um, this game is playing, and I'm loving it because um, I'm seeing some of my friends on Facebook. Um, their sons are playing baseball at early age. They're playing the travel leagues, so it's a good thing, man. And hopefully we can get. Um, I would love to see him get a, a nice young um brother that's just playing well and that's an all-star. Um, I would think it'd be Brian Buxton, but the only problem with Buxton is he plays for Minnesota. I'm sorry. He was a center fielder, but he was getting hurt constantly playing center field. So one of the vets talked to him was like, your value to us is more than you playing center field. We can get somebody to play center field. Um so they have somebody playing center field and he BHs right now. Probably, he's probably the fastest DH in history of MLB, um, but that's what they're doing right now, and he's he's played every game. So I would love to have like this influx of brothers coming into the league. Like right now, the Knights have Dylan Baker down at um, I think he's at A right now. Um, so he's a step away. If something happens at second, Garcia, somebody gets hurt, he's right there. And if he's not at A, he's at Double A Harrisburg. He's at one of those Tomac, right? Triple A is Rochester. Rochester, okay, because they got oh, two one one one. in the area and well, yeah, two close by, right? And, and, and always remember good information. <laughs> thanks, Bob. Um, the just remember this too, and I kind of told you this before, where the minor leagues to take all the travel out of the schedule, teams show up for a week of games now. So if you have, if you like Bowie. If you're close to Bowie, the Bowie Bay Sox, a lot of these teams come through there. It's the double-A roster. And the double-A roster most of the time has the guys that are there. That's the lead prospects. Triple-A most of the time is the guys, the older guys that's holding on. Um, and if you need somebody, you know, with veteran experience to play a couple games and not mess it up, that's the way you get the triple-A guy. But if you're trying to go for the future, most of the time those guys come from double-A. Well, I'll be in – Oriole Park at Camden Yards come the 16th of July. And I'll be watching that game. Hopefully, I will be taking notes. Who, who are they playing? Uh, who are they playing? I don't even know. I just know I'm gonna be there. <laughs> I, I know I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there with a with a uh a bunch of guys from work. Uh so y'all going to the um y'all going to pickles? You going somewhere before game? Is this a day I think, game? I think it's a day game. Okay. What's that? Hold on. The 16th. They play in the Marlins. That's at 1.30. Oh, that's beautiful. So you're going to get what? Um, and it's a t-shirt giveaway. So, I'll, so be, I'll, I'll be getting a t-shirt. I hope y'all not in like left field because I think that's the um, that's where the pool party is or whatever they call it, the wet zone. So. Mm. No, nah, I think we – I'm not 100% sure, but I think we're sitting in a suite. Oh, here you go. I'm sorry. I forgot who I was talking to. My apologies, sir. You have to excuse peasants like me that's sitting in the stands with the regular folks. I don't get to hobnob and rub elbows in a suite, well, well, that that that, that just kind of happened. you know. That's work-related. But hey, we man, wanted to go see the uh, the Yankees game. Okay. We wanted to see the Yankees game, but everybody was like, oh, man, I can't stand the Yankees and this, that, and that. But I was like, I was going to actually wear my Yankee hat. Why y'all being mean? I was going to go out and buy a new one. But you know what? I'm 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 a I'ma I'm call the boss BJ after this after this show and I'm gonna go and uh see if I can borrow one of his Yankee hats. Because I know he got one. Wow. He, undercover fan, don't worry about it. He, 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 likes to, he likes to play. Um before we get out of here, I had a question for you. I don't even remember what it was now. There's a baseball question too. Oh, I know what it was. Since we 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 went heavy MLB, heavy baseball period tonight. So since we went heavy MLB, heavy baseball, your favorite baseball movie of all time? Oh, this is the easiest question you ever asked me. It's Major League. There's no need to ask. It's Major League, the movie is the original one, not the other crap. The first one is the reason I was even a Cleveland Indians fan. So so that movie came out in like 90, 91, somewhere in that stretch. That next year. Me and my buddy, we played on this baseball team, and unfortunately, the problem was we played like three games that year, um, maybe four. Uh, First time I actually got my bell rung, too. We were playing, and the dude hit me in the back of the head with a pitch. So I was pissed because all I could hear was bells. So I stole second and third. Tried to almost throw home, but my dude struck struck out before I got a chance to do it. But um, Major League, man. I know that movie, forwards Backwards. Um, It's one of the few movies... I don't like watching movies on regular TV because of the commercials. But if that's on, yeah, I'll watch it no matter what, no matter where. I've probably seen that movie 6.5 million times easily. Probably probably off by one or two. Okay. Uh, For me, it's a tie. Major League is up there for me, but it's a tie. Can I guess what yours is? What's that? Field of Dreams. No. Okay. Love it. Used to have it on VHS and used to watch it every Saturday. It was in my rotation on Saturdays. I'm a James Earl Jones fan. No, I, the reason I say it, because that movie touches a lot of history of the sport, history of the game. So that's why I was like, if you like anything, that's the one you like. Nah. Because you're I, such a historian. Yeah. and But that's what started it. I watched that with my godmother. She was like, yeah that that scandal everybody always talk about that you know she gave me a lot she taught me the game of baseball so but for me it's the sandlot and 61 those are my two favorites sandlot that's that's a classic yeah yeah baby like, roof yeah 61 yeah, yeah. and uh well shit it's the babe as well with john goodman i love that too right but, but you know you said favorite right? You didn't say like your top three. I'm just yeah. Saying. But those those are, if I had to pick one out of those three, God, I would have to say Sandlot. I know the Sandlot forward and backwards. I know 61 forward and backwards. But Sandlot most definitely. Okay. Because I remember the first time I saw it. It was during the summer, and it meant so. It was during a rough summer. It was. During that summer, I had lost—I lost a classmate, and I lost a neighborhood friend in the same summer. Both of them, one got hit by a car, one got uh, was in a car accident when his family was coming back, and it was—it was just a rough summer. And I, I watched that movie, and it kind of sort of made me feel better because it—it's it, being outside making friends like that and just y'all doing whatever, yeah, it made me feel a little bit better. <laughs> Let's go, baby. So. We making up for a bad day yesterday. Uh-oh, somebody about to get money. That means dinner on him tomorrow. Nah, nah, we, so so right now I'm making small bets. I'm trying to, this is what I call my Sean King offensive betting. I'm just gonna take the check downs. So I'm not betting nothing big. Doing two or three games here and there. Um, yeah, we doing okay. I need one more strikeout from Scherzer, and I'll, I'll go two for three for the day. Well, I'm going to leave you to it. Uh, Oh, my, my, my boy, Eric Mays is my spirit being. Yeah, order, order, order. You know, I didn't call nobody no handkerchief head hoe tonight. Yes. I didn't call anybody that. I, I, I refrain yeah, I, you getting oh you're getting in trouble. I ain't had nothing to do with it. Order, order, order. Oh shit,
1: man. <laughs> <So> <laughs> this is yeah. <laughs> the,
0: the warden, baby. <laughs> what? It's my spirit being. that's how that's how now look here's the crazy part and then we're gonna get out of here when bj was bullying bullying me she didn't move i say something about calling somebody a handkerchief head ho here she come but she ain't say that when her brother-in-law was bullying he was not he was bullying me he was not he was he was he was inciting me he, was not. he said that, that Gene Upshaw wasn't even top 10 in his position. He knew that's a goddamn lie. Oh, you said goddamn, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like we having a marathon show tonight. She said, wait till you end the show. We having a marathon tonight. <laughs> I think we can make this go to about 8 a.m. Oh, man. No, y'all go ahead, man. Thank you for joining us tonight. Uh. Great dialogue. I thank you, Midnight Riders, for answering that question and clearing that up for me because I wanted to know about Shohei Ohtani because the dude's an absolute monster. I, I got to give him his flowers. He's an absolute monster. Um, I mean, he's he's the best player in baseball right now, hands down. Um, like right now for me, and this kind of coincides with my betting. I guess they say you you bet where your um heart is, but I think it's him and Acuna. I used to try to say Soto was there, but. Maybe it's the West Coast bias, and I don't get to see Soto as much, but Soto's kind of fell off. I think he might be fifth on my list. Um, and a kid to watch out for, he's been in the All-Star game. Young kid playing outfield for um Arizona, Colin Carroll, and then the the um the Orioles got a kid, Gunnar Henderson. Oh my gosh. And then he just called up Jordan Westburg. The Orioles gonna be trouble. So Well, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna put this out there now and then we'll go. Uh, for the Midsummer Classic, which is the MLB All-Star, for those festivities, I would like to do something. I would, I, would right. like to do, I would like to do a watch party or something for the Home Run Derby and some other stuff. All right, and then also don't forget um, that weekend is the MLB draft. So I think the draft is that Saturday or Sunday. So we'll know who, who the Nats end up with that weekend. So that will be a, a big thing. Um, but, yeah, this, this draft is special because the top three guys, as long as somebody d- does anything funny, They all should be in the major leagues in a short period of time. Good. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, thank you for joining us on the Thursday night throwdown. Uh, We are the sideline junkies. Hopefully we'll see you all on Saturday night for the WrestleManiacs. That guy. That's the midnight ride. I'm the big guy, KG. You know our motto, baby. Order. We don't do no goddamn overtime. (laughs) <laughs> I was here.